Greetings and welcome to another exciting episode of the Why I Love Disney podcast. I'm Dustin. I'm here with my friends, as always, with JD and David. How are you guys? Great. How are you, Dustin? I am fantastic. It's been been about two weeks since we've gotten together, so I'm excited to talk some Disney with you guys. Got a lot of of burning questions and a lot of news and a lot of new stuff to talk about, so ready to get after it today. Um, But first, um, have you guys uh, seen Top Gun again? I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I haven't, wow, I haven't I seen. I haven't seen Top Gun yet, but John David did. What? Oh what? man, you've got to go. See but it, you've man. seen Lightyear twice. That's a Disney fan <laughs> right there. Well, actually, my, my wife, my wife uh, hasn't been able to go, and I know she she would want to go see uh, Top Gun with me. So I haven't gone to see it without her, and she uh, let me go to Lightyear with a friend. So gotcha. All right. Fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. Well, um, I know we got a lot to talk about. John David, did you go to the park? Did I hear you were back in the park again? That's right. I've got that Disney glow on my face right now. I've just <laughs> been to the parks. I'm on an all time high right now. So I'm excited to, to run you through the day and let you guys know what it's like right now. Awesome. I'm, well, that leads me. Go ahead, David. Sorry. Okay, I'd love to hear it. I'm glad uh, you've got a glow because I have a feeling it was pretty <laughs> crowded yesterday. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into all that. So I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because there is some Disney news. There's an article that w- came out um, that talked about Market Watch, actually, that Disney is seeing resilient, was the word, theme park attendance despite turbulent economy, is the headline. Mm. So mm. did the crowd seem, uh, attendance seem resilient to you, John David, yesterday? Tell us about a little about your trip. Let's just jump in right there. Yeah, let's do it. So definitely could see the, the resilience. Uh, it, was, it was a very crowded day. Um, that was the biggest reflection of me, me and my wife, McKay. We've got about a two-and-a-half-hour drive there from West Palm to Orlando and two-and-a-half hours back after the park day. So we always kind of have like this reflection time of like, you know, what was the best, you know, part of the day? What was the stressful part of the day? And we were just like, man. It has just, we have not had a not crowded day in so long. Like we were kind of reminiscing on the, you know, the pandemic was this awful time period, but we did have a couple of days in there when, even when we were still wearing masks of like the park was just empty and we could ride on anything. And that was right when we got our annual pass. Um, so we're just like, gosh, like, like literally it doesn't matter if we're going in the summer, you know, a dead week, uh, a holiday week. It is just always so crowded. Um, so definitely felt that it was definitely a no brainer. We were going to do Genie Plus. Um, we did it um, because right now it's like all right, thirty bucks. It cost me how much money to fill up a tank of gas? Thirty bucks just isn't that much. If I know we're going to hop on on uh, some rides, um, so we, we de- definitely wanted to do that. We did it, um, and it was it was one hundred percent worth it uh, to take away that stress and the, those couple hours of. Uh, at this point, our Disney days are really looking like we'll do Genie Plus. We'll get some rides scheduled, um, and I'll really walk you guys through what we did. Uh, and then we'll get a snack in between, maybe sit down and people watch or go look through the stores, and then we'll just kind of go to our, our next Genie Plus. We'll kind of just spread it out. Uh, years prior, we might would just go ride, 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 ride. Um, but with everything, it's just it's still consistently an hour for all those big-ticket rides. Um, so we started our day off at Hollywood Studios. Um, we, we wanted to use the park hopper that our annual pass has. Uh, so started at Hollywood Studios. And to my surprise, get this, guys. McKay, we're walking in the park. We're on our way to Toy Story Land, and we passed Star Tours, and it was 25 minutes. 
And my wife, McKay, said, let's do it. So we went and did it. So I was like, I was like, really? I was like, you want to do Star Tours right now? And she's like, yeah, it's 25 minutes. And I was like, do you remember Star Tours? And she was like, well, it's been a little while since I've done it. Usually that that isn't her favorite, but she was down to do it. Um, and get this. So I saw this in the news a while back, but I forgot about it. They actually updated the Star Tours ride. Um, now the scene that you're escaping um, is, a, is a Boba Fett, isn't it? Uh, so it was really cool uh, to get to see that. That was kind of an unexpected uh, new thing that we got to see. I actually enjoyed it a lot. Um, felt a little less uh, uh, years past. It's kind of made me a little nauseous, honestly. And I don't really get nauseous on a lot of rides. But That's Star famous Tours, for that, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah and it's funny because uh, I, don't, I don't know why, but it always just kind of got me. Yesterday, it didn't get me. So I don't know. Maybe with the new ride, they took out some of the, the big dips, maybe. Um, but we enjoyed it. I was like, oh, wow, it was a new show. So we got to enjoy that. Um, let, yeah. Let me ask you. This brings up a great theme park tip. Yeah. Um, a lot of people won't uh, will skip over rides with short lines. Just go to the ones they want to ride. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm a big proponent of. Man, if you're walking by something and it's got a low wait time, you just jump on that thing. Yeah, no matter what sure. it is. Yeah. Um, and then if it's low again, maybe you ride it twice. It just makes me feel like I'm getting a better value. More, yeah. more rides. Oh, yeah. Even if I, you know, wrote, I might ride star two or three times in a row. But yeah. if it's 20 minutes or less in an hour, I feel like I've rode three rides in an hour. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, that's yeah. just how I kind of approach it. Maybe not three times in a row. Yeah. Yeah, and and years and uh, the app, the My Disney Experience app, has changed a lot of that because you know trips before, if you saw that, well, you hit the gold mine because nobody else knows that unless you're in that area of the park. But now with the app, people can see every wait time in every area of the park. So, like literally, we went to later in the day, we went to Magic Kingdom for a little bit. We were riding a couple of rides. Haunted Mansion was 25 minutes. And we were like, wow, like that is pretty unusual. This was around like five, six o'clock. And I was like, we should definitely go do that right now. Like that's a good time to do it. And we were even around like Small World Peter Pan. So it wasn't that big of a walk. But McKay needed to use the restroom real quick. And I got, we just went, took a little break for like five minutes. Literally go to Haunted Mansion, not even, you know, four or five minutes later, up at 40, 45 minutes. Everybody in the park saw the same thing we saw and the line was going outside of the, the attraction. Um, so you really do have to act quick on it. Honestly, now it, it is such a game of, of okay, you know everybody else is seeing this, so maybe you should go do something else because you know everyone else is going to be rushing over there. Um, so, right. you know, that's and just be- technology. And because when when that when you see that 25-minute sign, it may not have gone to the app, to the app yet. Like, so they don't know mm. that. You're the, you know. the other thing that we also learned that I do think you got to be really careful of is if the ride has had downtime, like say it's been down like two hours, and then all of, this happened to us last time twice, and I didn't know this then, but back in uh, February, it went a couple of rides like Space Mountains all of a sudden said 35 minutes. And so we jumped in the line. But what they did was they let all the people that had Genie Plus, I mean, are literally going first. So our 35 minute line that we got into was almost two hours long. But by then, you've after you've stood in line an hour, you're thinking, what's going on? So just be careful that if the line, if it's had downtime, that that time that comes up might not be completely accurate because if it says 25, 35 minutes, it, there are a lot of people in front of you if you don't have Genie Plus. 
if you're not using mm. using so, Genie Plus. So did you ride. jump on? Yeah. Uh, did you jump on um, Haunted Mansion at 45? We did, we right. did, and, and that was accurate. Um, which still for that day, it was still a bargain because it usually still sits around uh, like 60 minutes. Um, but we were happy to do it. Um, but anyways, I'll go back to how, how our day's layout kind of was. We were at Hollywood Studios yeah. in the morning. Yeah, so we did Star Tours, knocked that out really quick, happy to do that. Um, so um, then we went, we had our first lightning lane uh, with Genie Plus, was for Toy Story Mania. We, I, we, so we, did, we tried a different strategy this time with Genie Plus. Usually I would go after maybe one of the bigger rides, maybe um, like a Slinky Dog or a you know rock and roller coaster and it would be later in the day this time we used the strategy of getting maybe a, a smaller popular like a, a less popular ride like toy store mania and then you get it done at like 9 25 and then right after that you can pick your next lightning lane uh so we tried it and it actually was a way way more effective way to get more rides in because we did it right at 9 25 i got the win uh, I can literally pull up the scores. I beat McKay 210,000 <laughs> to 180,000. So everyone listening to this, McKay is, we're so competitive and McKay usually always beats me at these games, but I got the, I got the win yesterday at that. So it was a, it was a magical day. Hey, I just okay. got to add Dustin, Dustin, uh, a couple of, uh, a couple of tr- trips ago, I guess, I guess it was back our 2020 trip before the pandemic. We did Buzz Lightyear and McKay got a perfect <laughs> score, nine, 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 nine. And just yeah. dumbfounded the two of us because she just happened to find a target that was a hundred and thousand, a hundred thousand points. And so every time we're riding it, she's doing it. And literally we rode that ride so many times till finally John David and yeah. I got nine, 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 nine. Because it was like, yeah. how are you doing that? How are you? And she, you know, she, she, just tell, she wouldn't tell you. Yeah, no she did. Way. She was like, yeah, she did. She no, told she, she, she did not tell me. It was, I mean, she, she told me. <laughs> It was hit this one that was, I mean, it was straight up. I mean, it was straight up. Oh, like, okay. I would have never even yeah. looked up. Like, the you know, it's the ones that yeah. you think of and the hardest ones to hit. And she was right. If you hit that one, it's 100,000. You hit it nine times in a yeah. row, especially if it, especially yeah. if the track, if the car stops, like if it delays yeah. for them to load someone on. I mean, and you're in the right spot, it's real easy to get the perfect score. Yeah. But yes, they're very yeah, competitive, that- like, very, very competitive. <laughs> <laughs> we love it. We love it. But that's why Toy Story Mania is way, uh, it's way more competitive too because it's tough because there's no target like that. It's literally, you know, it feels different every time because everything's popping up in different areas and it's way more unpredictable. Um, and you, so that you wear was your, crazy. You're pulling on the cord and it wears your arm out. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but we did that and that was a lot of fun. Um, after that, we hadn't really eaten any breakfast yet. So we went and got... Um, Disney and Hollywood Studios especially has these really big donuts that they sell at a couple of carts um, around the park. I think it's only really, well, it's Joffrey's, so I'm sure the other parks have it. But I feel like Hollywood Studios has them way more like scattered around the park. So I love that they have like a light blue icing and it tastes like a, like a home, you know, just a good donut. So we got one of those. Um, kind of chilled for a second. Oh, we, well, then we took it to Mickey's Runaway railroad because that was around um i think that was around 45 minutes so we just took it uh to eat while we're in line um and did that and i think that one was actually a little bit longer but didn't feel bad um and it was a lot of fun that's usually one that has a really long line that sometimes we have to skip out on so we were happy to do that 
Um, then after that, one of McKay's new favorite treats is this thing called the, the Wookiee cookie. And it's like, I don't even know how to describe it. Dad, have you seen a picture of it on any, on yes. anything? It, it, you, you well, know, it? it just looks like Chewbacca's belt yeah. that comes his, across. Yeah, yeah. Like his belt. Yeah. Um, McKay really likes it. So that was, that was a good, like find some shade and eat this cookie. It sounds, now it sounds like we did a lot of eating. Um, but That's yeah, we ate that things. for a little bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, that Wookiee um, cookie, that Wookiee cookie is one of the most, probably one of the most Instagram treats that, that in Hollywood studios, you see that a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm glad you described it for me because I'm imagining this a hairy cookie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. It's a cookie that looks like Chewbacca. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but then after that, <laughs> yeah, it's a, the the Yoda cookie. <laughs> it's like it's yum, green, <laughs> yum. Um, but then after that was our next Genie Plus. We got to do Rock and Roller Coaster, which was a lot of fun. Um, and man, it, it I do have to say I was really. Um, I was really skeptical of Genie Plus at first because it, it really is. It's not fun when you're waiting in an hour, two hour long line and people just run right past you. But it is so fun when you are the person running past the people, you know, because they really do. If you have a lightning lane, you are hopping on these rides. Um, so we literally hopped on Rock and Roller Coaster. They get you right on. Um, and then by that time, it was around uh, 12 o'clock ish. And it was really starting to pick up. I mean, it was really like we looked at Tower of Terror and it was like it was over an hour and we were just like, goodness, that that line doesn't have a lot of shade. Um, So that's when we decided um, to go over to Magic Kingdom. But what we've been doing lately, this is a little Disney hack that we enjoy as a local kind of getting to go a little more often than some people is we'll do a lunch reservation at a resort around Magic Kingdom if we're park hopping to Magic Kingdom. It's a great way to get some great AC, get some great food that's also cheaper than food inside the park. Um, and you also get to see these beautiful resorts that, that Disney has that you really don't get a lot of opportunity to see. Uh, and you get like, I mean, you literally get to pull up and say, hey, we have a reservation. They treat you like you're staying there, but all you have is a food reservation. Um, and you get that, that other sense of like Disney, um, you know, magic, Disney, uh, you know, treatment. So we went to the, the Grand Floridian Cafe, um, not expensive at all, great lunch spot. Um, I got the, the, the Reuben sandwich, which was really great. I haven't had a Reuben sandwich in a long time, but I kind of wanted to give it a try, and, and it did not uh, disappoint. It was really good. It was a huge, huge sandwich. Um, it was definitely worth, worth the money. And McKay, it was kind of more breakfasty too. Like they have a lot of breakfast. Um, so McKay got eggs Benedict and we, we got our coffee, we got our caffeine back into us. We just kind of rested and enjoyed each other's company for a little bit, uh, before going over to magic kingdom. Awesome. So definitely would recommend, um, did you guys, did you guys even, did you guys even try to get a lightning lane for cosmic rewind? Cause I know McKay hasn't done that yet. Oh, that's it. Um, I'm sorry. I'm not even thinking yeah, the right part. A, yeah. No, you're good. No, you're good. Yeah, we definitely we were we were thinking about that. We were contemplating it. Um, we were thinking about it, but I mean, at the end of the day, we were just kind of like, that's a lot of running over there. And I feel like we we just went to like the last park day we did was at Epcot. Um, 
And we just thought it'd be better to save for maybe the next time we get to go. Well, that's, I wondered, I wondered why you guys, why you, when you told me you were going to Hollywood, I wondered if you tried for that mm-hmm. at Epcot and didn't get it and switched parks. But that's, that's what yeah. I was wondering. Yeah. And, and too, another thing was we kind of wanted it to, I mean, we did do a lot, but we kind of wanted it to be more of a just relaxed, chill day, you know, where we could just enjoy it. And we knew when, once you bring in that, that uh that cue and trying to tap your phone really fast and get into a line and, and stuff it, it kind of gets a little more hectic um so that was just kind of like we'll, we'll save it for another time it's not it's not going anywhere um yeah but yeah so so you had go. you had a lot of time uh you had even more time at magic kingdom yeah yeah i mean we had a good amount of time um where we kind of got over there we really did take our time over at the floridian because we i mean we just have great people over there. We had a great waitress who we could just talk to and enjoy and talk about the parks with her. Um, so we, we probably spent us all like two hours just at the Floridian. I mean, just sitting down and walking around the resort area. Um, but then we had a, our next lightning lane was for, I believe we, we did Tomorrowland first. So I think somehow we stacked up that we had two around that four or five o'clock time where we had buzz, at around like 4.15 and then Space, which that's big for Space. They actually just took Space Mountain off How of the, the premium. You have to pay to ride it, and now it is on uh, the Lightning Lane that you can reserve it. So we got to do that, which was super cool. Uh, we didn't good. have to wait in line. Um, well, because we had the Lightning Lane for Space. I mean, we literally – I mean, we, I think we pretty much hopped on it. I mean, maybe five minutes – did, did was um, it like was awesome. the last time we were there? Did they have one whole track dedicated to Lightning Lane? Mm-hmm. Did it look? Yeah, so it, it yeah, so it was nice to be the the one lane that's way shorter. It's um, crazy. I, it's so like, confused. I'm so confused why they do that because they could definitely uh, mix it up. Dis- yeah, they could definitely mix it up and distribute it a little bit more. Like, but I like think they did really with Fast trying Pass. to make it worth it. Because mm-hmm. I don't, re- I don't yeah, ever remember it, Fast Pass having one whole track and then the other side being standby, it makes that standby line really long. Yeah. And you see, you'll yeah, look over one whole side of the building is just packed with people. And you look over to the other, the other line and there's like, it looks like 30 or 40 people in line. It's crazy. Yeah, I think, It's like thousands yeah. against tens. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I think they're really trying to make Genie Plus worth it. Like they definitely don't want people paying for this experience and then waiting 20, 30 minutes. Like that would totally counteract any reason to do it. But it will be interesting to see if they change it up any, you know, in a couple of years or or anytime soon. Uh, But yeah, yeah. Awesome. Well, were there any up or new shows and things? Yeah, like, so um, the the, the, the Boba Fett appearance now? and Star Tours was definitely a big deal. Um, they have brought back a lot of show times at Hollywood Studios, um, which the park felt really crowded, but the lines still weren't at, like like um, like insane. Like it was it was definitely reasonable. It was still staying around that hour mark. Where if if you if this was your first time, it's it would still be doable. We've just been to the park slot. We didn't want to invest all that time into it. Um, but they brought, they brought Indiana Jones, the show, back, which is, is a great thing. Um, I'm still waiting for the exact date for Fantasmic, but we know that's coming back this summer. And now it is officially summer, so we should get a date about that pretty soon. 
um, which yeah. is great for Hollywood studios. Uh, but ne- we didn't have the, time. So the Finding ne- the Finding Nemo musical show is open back up again too. That's right. So that's, that's, that's right. I believe that's an Animal Kingdom, so, right? Yes. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So did, did you did you think that that are you describing a uh, wait times that seemed a little bit more reasonable and dispersed than the, even the last time you were there? Yeah, which I would definitely. Yeah, which bit. I would. So the reason I would give that credit is to the show times at Hollywood Studios. Um, like Beauty and the Beast, they added more show times, and now now they have Indiana Jones running all day. Um, so that's definitely pulling huge crowds. Um, so even though it felt like walking, it was it, at times it could be shoulder to shoulder or something pretty jam packed. Uh, the lines didn't reflect that completely yeah 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 Yeah. well that's great so this crowds are dispersing Mm -hmm. and makes and that's exactly what you want Mm -hmm. the more stuff that opens the more things exactly to do congregating in one spot exactly which makes the lines crazy long that's Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Yeah. i mean it was enjoyable it was a great day keep going i want to keep going i want to hear the rest of what you guys did before you had to leave yeah, so at this time, so we're still at Magic Kingdom. At this time, we were kind of getting, we we're kind of getting tired, just kind of walking around. We went and did Pirates, uh, which Pirates wasn't a crazy uh, long time, so we got to do that in, in about thirty-five minutes. Um, we, we went to go do Splash, but on the walk over to do Splash, it actually broke down, so didn't get to do Splash Mountain. Um, then we let's see what we did next. After that, we went. And check, that's when the uh, the haunted mansion. That's when we got to go do haunted mansion, and we saw that and walked over there. Um, and then we kind of just chilled for a little bit. Um, at this point, it, it really did start to get crowded. We we didn't end up staying the whole park time. It was open until eleven o'clock, uh, and fireworks were at nine twenty. Um, we went to go stand in line for dwarfs, and then it started to like not move at all. And we were like, it went up to 75 minutes, and we were like, ah, I don't know about this. So we kind of just went out. We found a good bench spot on uh, on Main Street and just just kind of people watched. Come again? I didn't bench. hear that quite. Has a little a good bench. Up. <laughs> <laughs> a good bench spot. Hey, yo. Good morning. You still hit some really good ones. I mean, that's, that's one of the nice things when you get to go fairly often that, you're not you're yeah. not as stressed as I got to do it. I got to do it. I mean, I I always feel like I've got to do everything. I'm always like pushing when I go because I don't. <laughs> I'm not local. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. same. Man, that sounds awesome. That's, glad you guys had a great day. And it seems to it was crowded, but things are dispersing a little bit. And you're on a, a busy summer day. Any day in the summer is busy. Mm-hmm. Um. Any and yeah. are you planning any trips again this summer? You have you got any on the radar? Yeah. Or? Well, so we've got a we've got a trip to Colorado here pretty soon with McKay's family, uh, which we're psyched about. Uh, we're hoping to get to go uh, one more time, maybe to Epcot, maybe do like a half Epcot, let McKay see uh, Cosmic Rewind, and then do Animal Kingdom at least one more time. But but we'll see. We're always hopeful to get more Disney trips uh, on the schedule. But hey, one more thing, you guys didn't ask who won the the Buzz Lightyear. Game. I was I was going to. <laughs> I'm gonna guess you. I, actually, <laughs> I found the I found the spot the 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 hundred thousand spot. I got the uh, the galactic hero. McKay was so close. <laughs> McKay was so close. I think she was like 
two two hundred thousand off, which is just two shots with that one. But uh, so it was a great day. That's right. Hey, that the last right. the last time you and I rode, I've got the picture. You got a perfect score, and I had nine 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 eight. Like I'm like literally, <laughs> yeah. I'm not. It was probably nine 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 eight. I was like two hundred, like two thousand off. Like I just was crazy. I'd never gotten so close and and missed. Probably, you just probably got a slow gun. That's probably what it was. That does happen because the guns are. Uh, we've argued over that before. Like he'll be just blasting away. It's like I'm telling you, oh, my, gun, my gun oh, is not please. working, and he'll never believe me. It's like I've done That's this what before. They all say. I have done That's this. What they before. all say. Oh, you've said it too. Yes. You said it too, bud. <laughs> you've blamed it on the gun too. Okay, okay. <laughs> that's great. Well, that's that's fantastic. I'm looking through like other Disney news. You know, there's not a lot in the parks except for I did see this really interesting thing since we're talking about parks about how Disney is patenting um, mobile robots lockers that oh, carry yeah, your items throughout the theme park and follows you around. That that's kind of cool. Oh my gosh, that's crazy! Yeah, that's awesome. It's especially yeah, I, I, I saw some people saying it. I wouldn't have thought. You know, it helps with if you've brought food or things like that. But also, as you're buying things and you don't want to carry it, you can just load it into the locker. Yeah, I, I think that's. I think it's a really great idea. I do would love to see one day if if the parks are already crowded and everybody's got a robot following them around. Also. <laughs> You know what that's going to be like, or did they get in line with you? Wait outside. <laughs> I don't know. You ride. Maybe you have a riding buddy. That's the next iteration go. of this. They hold your stuff and they ride with you if you're by yourself. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like it's kind of like, like the the um the, the the mannequin that you put in the in the in the driver in the passenger seat so you can drive in the HOV lane. Or, <laughs> you know, yeah. I don't know. I thought that was really interesting. And then um, yeah. other Disney news. Usually, most of it, rest of it, has to do with more financial data and, and yeah. of course, light year. Um, so let's talk, let's talk just briefly about that. I know we're going to do a full podcast reviewing light year here pretty soon, but you both saw it. I have not seen it yet. Um, what, so give me your quick, your quick run. To, what do you think? what do you think? Uh, man, that's a tough one. If, if we're going to discuss it later, I want to save it, but it was, I would give it, uh, I, it was good. It wasn't, I w- it wasn't great. Okay. That's, it was that's good. All you got to do. I can tell by the tone of your voice. <laughs> I was, no, I, hey, so, hey right, no, yeah. I, I, but I really actually, I actually really enjoyed it. Like for me, okay. I really enjoyed the movie. It, it, I really enjoyed it. Like I would have, I would score it probably higher than some people. Uh, it just, you know, it, it, it kind of has a target. It, it kind of has a target apparent to me. Like, like turning red had a target audience. Buzz Lightyear has a target you. audience, and I don't know it's that everybody's going to love it equally because it it just hits certain. That makes sense. Yeah, hits certain things. Yeah, but I I, I struggled. I was going out of five. You know, would I give it three or four? That's that's where I was. It's kind of okay. parts of me want to give it a four, parts of me want to give it a three. So some torn between. Yeah, and I think that's, that's kind of consi- I think that's kind of consistent critical. Critics type score, good, not yeah. great. JD, yeah. I don't yeah. want to get put words in your mouth. What are you? It's, no, is that's more like good, good uh, very good, good or very good, but not their very, very best. It's yes, not a, yes, it's not a Toy Story or a Monsters Inc. or a Up. 
it's just different. Although it does have some really interesting arcs, like some some of the movies, like uh, it does kind of take you on that same journey of 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 loss and redemption, and so it's uh, those are there are a lot of things like that that I like about it. I just wish that I think there's some things that maybe could have uh, been a little bit more universal and and brought everybody into the mix. It just feels kind of you know. Like, I feel like it's not going to be for everybody. And I think that the interesting thing is that, you know, it was projected at first to do like a hundred million its opening weekend. And it did, it did between 50 and 51 million, I believe. And like a lot, a lot of the articles that I'm reading were saying things like, you know, Pixar falls short. Uh, I saw a lot of rankings that put this down in the bottom five to 10 movies and, and you know, it's a, but it's toy story and it's not in the, it's not in the top half of the group for a lot of people. So that's kind of the bigger news is that it didn't, it obviously didn't meet some expectations, even though I enjoyed it very much. I liked it better than a lot of movies that I've seen lately. Uh, but again, I think it's because I'm a guy and I, you know, Buzz Lightyear is a little more, like I'm really interested in that. I wanted to see what they were going to do with the story. And you're David. Yeah. You, it should be noted. You're, you're, and we'll talk about this more when we review it. I'm sure. But you're a big Toy Story guy. Like that's your like favorite of the Pixar's, right? Well, I, th- I definitely think of the of the of the um, of not just the movies of the of the franchises. That's to me is the biggest. I mean, they've got their own land. Well, you I don't remember have, when we don't broke have down a, the, the bracket, you were up in arms and all been out of shape. because Toy Story wasn't in the, in I, the think that's, I think that's a little, uh, that's a little much, but I, I do think <laughs> no, that, I, I, I remember tears, I, I remember I, tears and cursing. There were no tears. <laughs> there was no cursing, but I do, I do remember <laughs> thinking that, uh, that it was, it, I thought it should have, it should have been higher up. We, it, it, we, it, we we knocked Toy Story out of our bracket because it kept going up against Star Wars, the original, and it was going up against all these original franchise things. And somehow it kept losing because we kept thinking another Toy Story would would rise up. But they they all the Toy Story movies had a hard bracket <laughs> when we did that. But I, I I definitely think that it's the I mean critically when you look at how the movies rank, Toy Story movies are usually the highest on people's lists. Even if I, even if I love a Ratatouille or an up and I think it's great, you just kind of know that the King feels like it's the toy story franchise. And it's definitely got to be the thing that makes them the most money. That's why, you know, that's why we have a Buzz Lightyear, uh, you know, movie. Cause they know yeah, multiple. People, yeah. yeah. People multiple want rise to in the it. park. Yeah. And people yeah. want to see it. And they, there's even, a, there's a big rumor going around online because I saw this multiple places. I think I know the, the source, but that, um, that there's a chance that they're going to make Space Mountain in Disneyland Buzz Lightyear themed. There were people that wow. believed that, uh, that the space, the space station in this movie looks like Space Mountain. And that, you know, are, that it's going to get, I, I don't know. I think it'll have to be, um, you know, I've always, I've always thought that Disney uh, reacts more to the, to the crowd than, than I, than I expect. Like I go, you're, you're a powerful media corporation. If, even if the movie doesn't do well at the box office, if you make the ride great and you put a, you put your, 
intellectual property into that ride, you'll make people love that character and go back and watch the movie and love it. I think that's what I always expect. It's like, don't, don't give up. If, if, you know, so many times there've been rides through the years that they said, Oh, we're going to do a treasure planet ride. Oh, it didn't do well at the box office and it gets cut. We're going to do this attraction. Oh, it didn't do well. And they scrap it. It's like, no, go ahead and make the attraction and make people love that IP. And then they'll go back and the movie will, will keep selling and it'll, it'll grow. You know, it's interesting. So you would be like for retooling Space Mountain around Buzz Lightyear? You'd be on board with that? I actually would not prefer that. I like Space Mountain. Yeah, oh, I wouldn't either. And I'm usually the guy that's like, go for it. But I I just feel like that's sort of sacred ground. But but I will agree. I will agree that the Space Mountain at Disneyland is not the original. So if you're going to play with one and they have, they have a, they have a hyperspace mountain, which is a star Wars overlay at theirs. It's like, you know, their haunted mansion. They do the nightmare before Christmas overlay. They do a holiday star. uh, It's a small world. They do a lot of things like that, that you don't do at Disney world because of the massive crowds. Plus uh, they're not, I mean, space mountain at, at, at Magic Kingdom is the original, so I wouldn't mess with that one. But I, I, I think Space Mountain can always use uh, some plussing. Everything can, everything can over time, as long as you, as long as you add, but you don't just annihilate the original. I think it's it's okay to add and do some new things. But we'll see, we'll see what they do. Well, what do you guys think about um, Disney doing like a movie? Like what if they, instead of going IP that route, they just created their own movie about Space Mountain? Because that's another point about the, the parks right now. Jungle Cruise is sitting at about 85 minutes every day I've been. Yeah. And that it's is, never been that much, but it, but it's all because of the movie. Yeah, I, I guess it is. That's what it looks like. Pirates it's of the like Caribbean. Right. Yeah. But the, the, but the jungle the cruise the the, mm-hmm. the 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 tough thing about the jungle cruise that ride is completely outside. I mean, there's some shade, but it's it is a long eighty five minutes is a long ride, a long line for a ride mm-hmm. that it's like it's not it doesn't have have the drop that pirates has. So it's it's that amazes me. Like I I love it mm-hmm. for the for the classic Disney, but it's one that I, I can't do that line. If it's that long, I'm going to, I'm well, going to pick something. If you else. remember, they made that movie, that George Clooney movie, Tomorrowland. Um, mm, that yeah. I don't think really, I, I don't even think it, I've seen it. It did. It really? did not do. It did not do well. I, that was a movie that I really liked up until you get to the, like, to the, like the last 15 minutes and everything just kind of, to me went off the rails mm-hmm. and you're like, no, what? And then, you know, it just kind of that to me. It was the yeah. ending. The last it was the last fifteen to thirty minutes that it falls apart. Yeah, and that was a that was a big that was a big uh, one that was expected to do a lot of of give the, the Tomorrowland a lot of forward motion, and it did not. Speaking speaking of, I do think that it, I, a Space Mountain movie seems like low hanging fruit. It's it's a, it seems like that could be. Um, like Jungle Cruise, like Pirates, it seems obvious, like a space, a great space movie, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they may, we make them all the time. Like there's all sorts of great space movies. So somebody creative, I think that could be, maybe maybe it's that it's still, they don't want to draw more attention to it in the park right now. Um, but that seems like something they could do. I agree. JD, do you kind of agree with your with your dad on the light year? Um, 
assessment? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I would definitely agree on the uh, the scale. I would leave it at I liked it. Um, on the thumbs up, thumbs down, uh, I'd probably have it right in the middle of, I wouldn't say I loved it, but when I really critique it, there's not a lot that I would say, oh, I didn't like that. It was just kind of one of those movies that I was like, okay, that's that's fine. Like, that's pretty, like, it's not blowing me away right now, but I don't hate it, but also I don't love it. You know, it's like when, when I see Disney do these projects and things like that, I'm thinking they've got a, a real big story that they want to tell or some unique something. And to me, this one just kind of felt like, okay, this was just kind of a basic movie about Buzz Lightyear. And it was good and it was fun and entertaining, but is it something that I'm going to be thinking about of like, wow, I didn't see that coming or wow, this happened or something like that? Not really. Um, so I would just leave it at exactly that statement of I liked it. And, and that's I will, much I, it. I will definitely say that the second time, and which is another reason, I knew we would talk about it eventually. And when I had the chance to see it a second time, I was going to take it because – I always, I almost always like things better the second time. It's like you go mm. back. We laughed more the second time. Uh, we laughed at the same things, but we laughed at other things that probably happened too fast, and you, it, it's moved on before you really laugh. We laughed more the second time. Uh, we, we, I, the, the, the art, artistic scale of this movie is unbelievable. I really wanted to see it in IMAX because I had seen some good mm. reports. But the I mean to do space when you when you compare this yeah. to Toy Story and the the detail not only of the characters but the grounds the the alien uh s- settings. I mean it's 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 actually stunning. It's like that same thing you go how how can they keep uh plusing this this animation setting i mean it's just unbelievable which is why you're kind of like when the when the story doesn't match the art it's just you're kind of like it was good it was beautiful and it was it was artistically incredible but I, the story you know is going to lose some people i think yeah well, we're going to do a full podcast review on this. Yeah. And at one point, I'm glad you said that, Davey, because at, at first when y'all were talking, I'm like, well, maybe I'll go see Jurassic Park tonight instead. <laughs> instead. <laughs> um, but because uh, I, I still haven't seen that either. But I think I will. It, we'll see if we do something tonight. I may go try to get light year yeah, in for we'll sure. Do a full review. On yeah, and you could, it. You I mean, could have a completely different. Sure. You could have a completely different opinion. I mean, I, I still haven't really talked to a lot of people, so I'm interested to hear other people's take on it. So. Well, other than y'all, I don't know many people that have seen it. Yeah, right. exactly. And I think that's the news. When we look at the news, kind of, kind of the the headlines are it's disappointing at the box office, right? And then everybody's asking, well, why? And then some people are saying, well, it's political reasons. Obviously, right. that's anytime Disney has a miss, it's just a, a um, it's an opportunity for people to pounce on things they don't like, right? Anyway, right. just things that well, are going on in the nation. So there's that. Yeah. No, go ahead. And I was going to say, and on the political scale, I didn't bring that up, but you know, one thing I'm already seeing is, you know, they they uh, when when anytime you're political, you are going to alienate some people. There are going to be people that don't go, but now it's flipped because uh, there there are some people that are saying it wasn't enough, so they're complaining on on. You've got two different groups yeah. complaining. One that it's political at all, and then one that it wasn't political enough. So it's well again that hurts your. That's going to hurt your your uh, your yeah. box office because the more you can, so 
we we weren't no, doing ahead, that. Right. We 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 weren't doing that with Ratatouille. We weren't doing that with uh right. we weren't doing well, that with Nemo. You're also not doing it with Top Gun. Right. And that's I think a, an interesting parallel is that movies can be great without making big huge social statements every single time. I mean, it is a cartoon family movie, right? right. Um and but on the other on the other side too, there, there's there's also I'm going to see it. I have not either. I don't personally know anyone that's that's avoiding the movie for political reasons or because I have of not. boycotting but, Disney yeah, or anything I mean, like but, that. Um no. but you hear it sounds like when you look at the news, there's a bunch of people that aren't going to well, see it. The thing is, I mean, what everybody is is talking about is it might be new for Disney, but it's so way behind what's on television and what's in other movies. So I don't know that that was really I don't know the that the issue is what people complain about. It's just the fact that, it, well, you know, it's political. Is it the issue it, or is it the other issues that Disney has had in the last six months? I think it's a little. And this is just an, yeah. like one more thing. I, I think right now the public is very hard to please on anything political. You're going to alienate somebody one way or the other. And and you're probably not going to please anybody. So that's – but, you know, it, it was a scene that went in and out a couple of times. And then at the end they chose to keep it in and – so, but that I have not heard anybody. In fact, I have definitely heard people, uh, reviewers say that that had nothing to do with their opinion of the movie and what its score was. They didn't score well, it low because of that scene. It's just that's you know, it's like that that becomes a uh, a topic because it even in other things from Miss Marvel to whatever, uh, it's like if you are are people being political. Yeah. Are, be, are people being critical of the show? Are they being uh, critical of the politics or the or an, a religion or a gender? Or is, or is that what it is about? And so it's we're, we're in new. It's kind of a new territory for Disney because they've always kind of played it safe, and we're in we're in newer territory. Well, the consensus is it's definitely underperformed what it was expected to do. And and that may be one of one of the reasons. It also, well, like you guys could say, is that reviews are kind of lukewarm. It's not right. you got to go see this, you know. But so it, there's that. It did open up Father's Day weekend, and it was against Jurassic Park, and it was another which was not its first week, but it was you know in the theaters you had Jurassic Park and Maverick, and so that's a lot of dads. You know what what's dad going to go see? You know, if you're a Disney family, you might go. You still the family might take dad to see, uh, t- uh, toys. I mean, Buzz Lightyear. But you know, that's just going to come down to what what got what got the most hype. No, I, w- I was going to say Jurassic Park is a little, probably underperforming a little bit also because Top Gun is just a behemoth. It's it's just people yeah. are going and see it over and over and over again, and it's gonna it's gonna take box office money from every other movie. That's just what it is. Yes. It's that good. David, you got to see it. I'm going to see it. it. Heck, I might go see that again tonight. Instead, It's that good. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Oh, you got you got to go see Toy Story. You got to go see Buzz. You got to get it yeah. in there. No, but that, that's interesting. I, I've been reading headlines on it, and, and there's a lot of, like, um, wondering and, and musing as to why, but that's, it's always interesting to me. I always love that part of it, too, is trying to figure out what it is. And I think it'll be interesting, too, when we do review it. I'd love to know – 
where this ranks when your all-time Pixar movies. May maybe a podcast coming up where we rank the Pixar movies again. We've done this before, yeah. but there are new Pixar movies to put into the mix. Um, in a few more years, we'll, we'll have enough to do a bracket, a full bracket of Pixar movies, uh, and see how that goes. But man, yeah, that's interesting. That's kind of the biggest Disney news, I think. But then Disney Plus. We finished up Obi-Wan. There's new stuff coming. Doctor Strange yeah. got released this weekend to uh, Disney Plus as well. Um, and, you know, we're kind of 45 minutes into this. I almost feel like it probably doesn't do um, do us a, a lot of good to start jumping all the way into Obi-Wan. But kind of like Lightyear, let me just get – we've all seen the into all six episodes now. Just a quick overview. We'll probably do a, a dedicate a podcast to this as well. What, what are your thoughts as you've, as you've now finished up Obi-Wan? Our last episode, we talked a lot about expectations and where we were at through the first four episodes. Yeah. Now that we finished, uh, what are your thoughts? Well, I definitely thought, you, the, last you, you epi- I thought the last episode yeah. was the best episode. It was, what, uh, it was what we talked about in our last episode about Obi-Wan where you got where we were discussing some of the – uh, things that we were reading online that people were complaining about things things that I totally agreed with, but I probably didn't catch when I watched it by myself the first time or with my wife the first time i didn't they weren't glaring to me, but then when you hear other people say, "Well, there's a plot hole here, and this was this didn't make any sense you're like, "Oh yeah, but we talked about some of those things and you know that how weak he was, and you know a lot of people don't want their heroes to be weak, you know. And, and so, but we see the arc. That's where it was going. He's going to get stronger over the over the series. Um, and so, I definitely thought the 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 action in this one was the best. The the lightsaber battles, the I thought were some of the most elaborate, probably that have been done in the series with all the with the force, not just fighting with the lightsabers, but also using the force in the process. I thought it was pretty I thought that was really effective. I thought it I thought the series overall left some holes that you're going, well what happened here and what what's going to what happened to this? But uh, and what happened to this person? But I guess we're going to get are we going to get a second season or was that just it? Does this go into the the new hope? What do you guys think? Um I haven't seen I have not seen any uh confirmation of a second season or anything like that um the ending the ending i are you, are you talking about questions about like the ending like where where are we are we spoiling hold up time out are we are we like talking in detail right now or are we trying to not spoil anything you can you can we should probably, probably let our listeners day know. in over so maybe try to avoid the spoilers for this one and we'll jump in okay the alert okay. on the next one okay Okay, yeah. well, I'll leave it at this, that the ending, it really helps if you've seen Clone Wars because the Clone Wars gives you a little idea of what is the ending. And I'll leave it at okay. that. Um, so we're, to, to get we're to really my, heading, it, we're heading into the Clone Wars is next. It's not, uh, it's not jumping all the way to, um, he's not going just to a cave to wait for Luke to grow He's up. not, well, okay, so he's not going, we don't know, the Clone Wars does not show like where exactly he's going, but just based off the conversations that are had, you you can pull apart the knowledge you have from the Clone Wars that, okay, this is what he's going for, or this is okay. what he's doing. That's cool. Yeah. Um, but just to, to give my review, the last um, 30 or, or 40 minutes of this final episode was everything I've wanted out of this series. Everything. 
Um, it focused on the two characters I wanted to see the most, Obi-Wan and Darth Vader. It focused on their relationship. Um, Darth Vader, specifically Hayden Christensen, uh, Anakin Skywalker, specifically. Uh, We finally get to kind of see him as Darth Vader, not just Darth Vader. Uh, We see that internal battle, which was so cool, which was so cool. Um, And and that is no spoiler, Um, but it is awesome. Like you said, Dad, the lightsaber battle, so cool. Everything's so cool. Um, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the final episode. I, it gave me a, a piece about the series that it was worth making. Some of the early episodes, I'm like, okay, we're, we're really focusing on, on characters that I, I personally don't care about uh, as much. And I hope you had a, a bigger reason for doing this and for creating this new canon in the, in the Star Wars uh, galaxy than to just focus on some side characters uh, when when you've got such a great two characters that we all want to see what's going on with them in this time period, um, so I, I really did. I, this final episode uh, blew me away, and, and I really enjoyed. Yeah, it. I agree. I thought it was great. I, I love the series. Um, I mm-hmm. in the last podcast we talked about things that were bothering us about about the series, and I, I always kind of like try to remember like we got two episodes left. They have time to like mm. finish this out. And you felt like there was some yeah. stuff that wasn't quite making sense that made way more sense later. Um, and, and I really I appreciated that it did. I think it, it really um, um, completed the circle and, and, and made a, a, for a really good series o- overall. I really enjoyed the fifth episode a lot um, mm. where, where okay. we got, um, I, of course, I love both of them where you're heading. But you started to see, um, without giving away any spoilers, that some of the there was more going on than you thought. They're not nerfing characters. There's there's a big chess match that's going on that's bigger than anyone can see, even the viewer. And if you if you're an astute Star Wars person, you should have guessed. But I think what happens is is Star Wars fans are like, we've been let down before. They're screwing this up. And I, I think it, mm-hmm. the last two episodes were a testament to no, they weren't screwing it up. They they were thinking bigger bigger picture. I think if anything, it, it suffers. It suffers by because it there's only six episodes. It's the same thing the Marvel shows, all these Disney limited series are. Uh, man, we need 10. We need 10 episodes. We need 11, 13. Yeah. Like, I feel like, I don't know if you agree, um, David, but the Daredevil, I keep going back to Daredevil. Always bring back Daredevil. I love Daredevil. But it's like, what are like 13 episodes per season? Something like that? That's the right amount. And like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It has time to tell I a agree. story. You might have a couple that log that trudge on. They're all about an hour, um, but you you have it's not thirty episodes. It's not five episodes. It's six episodes. It's it's enough. You know what I'm saying? And I I get there's budgets and things like that. But if I have any complaint, it's that they try to cram a little bit too much in and too short a period of time. But outside it, of that, it, they, it, they landed it, well. I agree because it doesn't quite feel like a movie, but it doesn't feel like a series. It's kind of it, it's longer than a movie, but it's so I I, yeah. I would agree with you. At least ten. I would like to see at least ten. But I wanted to bring you one thing. I wanted to add was, uh, and I, I when we watched when we even watched the fifth episode, um, uh, I noticed a guy's name that popped up at the end was Andrew Stanton, who is a Pixar legend. He's one of the directors of Nemo. He 
co-writer on Toy Story, Nemo, Monsters, Inc., uh, Bratatouille, all these things. And he, they brought him in on the last two episodes. And I do think that the writing, it was the writing that, that changed. I don't know if somebody was removed or if he was just added into the mix with the same writers. But that was what changed because we talked about last week in those first episodes, what I think, what I really think got things off to a wrong start was, was dialogue. Something felt wrong. Something felt uh, unsettling. You didn't know what it was. And like, so I think then people start assuming it's the acting or it's uh, characters, but it's just something about the pacing and the writing didn't feel right at the very beginning. in that first episode that set people off so fast. And I don't think, again, I don't think it was an actor or an actress. I think it was, just something wasn't right, and I'm so glad that they kept working. At least they, they, um, they kept pushing to make it better along the way because I think they did. I think they solved a lot of those, a lot of those awkward uh, problems that were there at the beginning. I kind of want to go back and watch the whole thing now. Now that I know, to go yeah. okay. Now what? Let's go back and watch too. the whole arc and see how it plays out. Hmm. David's always got to watch it again. I'm with I love it. I gotta really, you like the storytelling, man, I, and I love that you you're, you I do. you want to dig into the the writing and see how that. I, I love that. That's a a great thing. So you can really live with well, it. Yeah, I don't I don't think you can hardly be you can hardly be truly critical or I mean critical in the good sense. How you can critique something in one setting? You don't even you don't even. Hard. I mean, so many, so much is flying by. It's so hard to catch all that. And so, uh, even, even, even in the fifth episode, last episode last night, I was watching with my friend Easton, and I said, "What happened? How, how did, how did they get there? Like, there were just still things that I was like, what did I just miss? Yeah. You know, it was. It's good to have somebody to watch it with you because otherwise, you're going to have to rewind and a few times and go back and go, what happened? Well, I'm looking forward that. to the and review, so, uh, the, the spoiler, full, full, the uh, review full of spoilers coming up on the Wild of Disney podcast. <laughs> so, um, yes. <laughs> yeah, as far as Star Wars um, products, Clone Wars, Rebels, I know we haven't, David, you haven't seen all of them. Um, movies, um, all of the, the extra movies from um, Rogue One to Solo. Where does this, where does this rank for you guys? Boba Fett, oh, Mandalorian. Oof. Well, I don't. I'm not sure. I, I, again, I, I don't know because I don't know the Clone Wars. I don't. Uh, it's all new to me. So I'm. I'm just. I enjoy that it's there was new content. I, you know, I when the first when the prequels came out, um, they were not. I wasn't at a stage in my life where that was uh, quite as meaningful. And it was John David wasn't. I don't know if he had when those first came out. If he was quite old enough to see him. I know he saw him later. But like the the first the first three, of course, are more nostalgic to me because they hit me in 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 the at the sweet spot right where I was in life that you just loved them like crazy. Mm-hmm. Then when I go see the the sequels, you know, they didn't blow me away, but I I enjoyed going to see them. But uh, so th- I did see that on this one there were people that actually wrote. Uh, there were a lot of things that were uh, put on social media like. That Obi Wan ranked up there with the with the with the originals because of those last two episodes, and so I don't know if I would quite 
think that, but you know, the, the first, the first three aren't perfect. I mean, they're not to a lot of people, they're perfect, but they've got their flaws too. So every, I mean, it's hard to make a, it's hard to make an absolutely perfect movie. Well, I noticed one thing again, we, we talked about this last time, but the, the British accent popping up, I, I, I noticed that in this, la- I was in the last episode, there's like two Southern accents. I mean, just very, and one was the guy that plays the boss where he works. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm talking about yep. where Obi Wan works in that in yeah. this factory, and then this big guy that doesn't pay them fairly, and then he pops up again in this last series and tries to bully somebody, and he's kind of got this redneck accent. It's like, who decides like this guy's going to be from the south, and this guy's going to be British, and this south, guy's south tattooing? It's like, where, yeah, where does that? And how did these? How did this? This we laughed about that last night. It's like where does? And there's when when. Uh, when young Luke goes into the business and there's a, a creature that I don't know his name and uh, his uncle and him, and he's got like a Southern accent. And it was like, where does that come from? It's like, do I have relatives out in space somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> well, this might be a good time to Talk give to us me. your Andy Griffith accent, David. <laughs> Not going to happen. <laughs> Not going to happen. No. Hey, it, it's... It's it, it's already there. I mean, it's I can't okay. talk without it being I, there. So I got you. No, I think too. We got to appreciate. And we mentioned this in the last Florida one. boy. <laughs> we mentioned this that that it's so much harder. I think to do this Obi Wan Kenobi than it was to do the Mandalorian because the Mandalorian's a blank slate. Mm-hmm. Obi Wan has to follow what happened prior. What's going to happen next? And you have to get from point A to point B and tell a compelling story without messing without within the all these lanes and parameters and rules that you're given up front and i can't imagine how difficult that is and i think that's that's why because we know like if you've seen star wars you know both of the main characters survive at very least you know that one day darth vader is going to kill obi-wan right these are not spoilers this this is 40 years now like you if you don't know by now sorry um, but so, you know, what happens, you, you know, Luke, you know, what Luke becomes, um, from the time he's a, a young whippersnapper learning the force himself to the time he's an old crazy coot on an Island, you know, um, drinking blue milk. Like we, we know Luke, we know these characters. So, um, to see him as a little boy and to, to see Leia and to see kind of the, 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 the foundations of Leia, you know, kind of take place and we know what she will be. And then to see her, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to spoil it too much, but just to see her growth of the character, even in this, I felt like the first two episodes were really more about her. And then the last two episodes were less about her, which I, I I appreciated and liked too. Um, But we got kind of all of that. Well, and I will say again, I think, taking on star Wars and creating anything new is especially a character. Like I mean, everybody's so many star Wars fans have, have their own idea of what a a young princess Leia might've been like. So when she's suddenly on the screen, if it's not what you always imagined, it throws you. It's like certain franchises like star Wars and Harry Potter, you Fans are there's fan fiction. There's all this stuff out there that people have imagined for years of what these characters are like, and suddenly you're going to write a new version that they have to accept. That's I think it's almost it's about as challenging as adding 
cultural diversity to a Pixar movie because it's like, how are you going to please everybody? Yeah. You, you, it's almost uh, it's almost impossible. You can't please everybody all the time. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a big challenge. But I thought the final episode brought that in that it was uh, a much better uh, you know ending. You know, I yeah. was excited. Well, I can't wait to talk more about that. it, or we can we don't have to be so tiptoeing around the, <laughs> what we want to say. So go if you haven't seen it, if you're a listener, yeah. go see Obi Wan. So the next episodes, um, you won't be uh, in the dark about that. But um, I'm super, good. I'm super excited. Got got. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about before we leave? We're kind of running up an hour. I'll get no, this was like, a lot of fun. Yeah, let's talk about uh, maybe some more uh, Obi Wan and some more Light Year after you've seen it. And I would love to see how everybody thinks where Light Year, uh, where it places amongst the ranking. Pixar movies. I can't wait for that too. Um, So let's, let's get out of here. But before I do, I want to remind everyone to um, go and leave us a five-star review. We would love for you to do that. We thank you for your time and we hope you're enjoying the content. It helps us out and helps people find out about the podcast. Tell us why you love Disney. I'm going to read a five-star review today from someone. um, I can't really, I don't really understand. It's, it's hard to say this name. Um, It's just a bunch of, um, I love this app, maybe, with the little, yeah, something like that. We thank you for the five-star review, but I'll read what they wrote. It says, this podcast is so good that I wish one of these, I've already read this one. Never mind. Hey, I've read this one before. All right. I, I got I to work. I might edit this part out, actually. We'll see what happens. But how about this one um, from DisneyFan1414. I may have read this before too. I don't know, but we're going to read this anyway. <laughs> love listening to these guys. Such fun content with great Disney perspectives that I love listening to. Can't wait to listen again. Thank you, Disney fan 1414. And again, if you haven't left your review yet, um, please do. And um, we always appreciate your time. And until next time, um, man, goodbye. All right. <laughs> see y'all. See you next time. Fun. Fun.